following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. Read this on Twitter this afternoon. Uh, I don't think it's very funny, but it is clever. Somebody said suddenly the Dallas Cowboys have become the Dallas Calf Boys. (laughs) Kind of clever. Not funny, but uh, big news today that we need to dive straight into here with John Mashoda from The Athletic, Nick Eatman from All Dallas Cowboys Productions, and Clarence E. Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I'm Steve Dennis. This is Media Mass. So here we go, guys. Another calf injury, and two, their best two defensive ends suffer well, the other one had a foot, but they both suffered him in a midweek practice. Practice. We're talking practice. Talking practice. Did Tawana tell you that? Who? You don't know what Tawana is, do you? What? What is? Did Tawana tell you that? I'm not falling for the joke. Go ahead. <laughs> no, right I'm there. supposed to say, tell We're me what? Practice. Anyway, it's old Allen Iverson joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're talking practice. Uh, Randy Gregory has a... <laughs> Has a calf injury, and he he went on IR officially, didn't he? Three three games at least, but they played some life out of you guys. You guys are just just come on, tell tell a good joke. It was a good joke. That's not to be there. Had to be there. Yeah, Clarence, because I haven't been around you for the last ten years, and you say it all the time, and it wasn't funny ten years ago. It wasn't funny. At least you knew what I was talking about, but he didn't even know what I was talking about. Well, it shows you I haven't been around him for the last. At least you knew the reference. That's all. At least you knew the reference. He didn't even know the reference. I don't know. I thought. I mean, the show starts out with like Twitter said this, you know, and then it's like the calf boys. We could do better than that. I thought it was kind of clever. I thought it's such like dad joke, like, wow. We're dads, okay? I thought it was kind of clever. We're old enough to be granddads. It's kind of clever if like they're the only team that are dealing with calf injuries, but it's like the league is dealing with calf injuries. Is calf the new hamstring? You remember when everybody had a hamstring problem? Well, you know. The Miles Austin injury? Cow. Calf. Come on. Like I thought it was somewhat calf ass team, right but now. but again, not not I like funny. that more. Uh, it's Randy Gregory. Like if you don't know, if you game. haven't heard, uh, he uh, <laughs> they play four games in eighteen days. Uh, my money's going to probably be out all four. At zero. Yeah, I mean, well, if it's closer, like they said, it was closer to Dak Prescott's calf injury. If if that is a thing, um, you know, I mean, he missed two weeks. So we're looking at this game. I really wanted to see him rush Patrick Mahomes. But um, anyways, that's two games. And then if he misses that one, he's probably going to miss the the next one with Thanksgiving. And then you got another week. So The interesting thing, though, when he mentions it being more similar to Dax is also the position he plays. Like, I don't know how much does that affect you as an edge rusher because he has said before with the Gallup thing being a wide receiver, it was going to cost him a little bit more. And then the one that I keep going back to is how he, you know, we're out at practice and I see Neville Gallimore pushing this sled. And I'm like, oh, he must be right around the corner. Hey, let's go. And yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, he must be coming back like next week. And then McCarthy goes, yeah, but you got to remember the position he plays. And because of that, it's going to be longer than you think because of, you know, everyone uses their body differently. And so I just, I'm bringing this up because I don't think everybody should just assume like, oh, well, Zach only missed two weeks. Randy right. only missed no. two. Like, well, and also I think that 
some are more serious than others. Clearly, yeah. Dax wasn't as serious as the other two. And and he and, and Mike McCarthy said Dax was like Randy's, or Randy was closer to Dax. But Dax really could have played against the Vikings. They held him out of car for car precautionary reasons, not because he couldn't play. This is a situation where they don't believe Randy can play for three weeks. Yeah. You and know, and the so, way Mike talked today, he seemed pretty down, a lot more down than he yeah. was on, on the Dak injury. If you just read between the yeah. lines, there was a lot of talk so, of, like, even though he hadn't said at the time he was going on IR, you certainly yeah. felt that at, mean, that at that news conference. And, and just like, I mean, and, and, I, and I guess it's us because we've seen hamstrings keep uh, Sean Lee out for several weeks. Right. Mari Cooper's been dealing with a hamstring all season. But he's somehow gotten able to play. So it depends on the grade of the strain. Mm. And clearly Dax wasn't as serious as Michael's or as Randy's. I think it's interesting that all you guys have become experts on calf strains. I We've been dealing with hamstrings. Talking grades. and <laughs> I, can, I can sit here. So grade I'm a, three. I'm a freaking expert. Well, he's an expert. Right he's now. experienced. We've yeah, talked about it. But yeah. again, <laughs> as you kept talking about yours, clearly Dax wasn't as bad as yours. Of course not. And then Dax has... <laughs> You know, twenty-four-hour care. And but you I'm didn't have saying. to play quarterback. Right. No. But, now but, you're a fine but, you athlete. Know, the, the, no. Did you get out the resistance? And the thing about it is, it's funny because we talk about Dak doesn't have to do as much as receiver. Did you watch Dak last week? He was running and yeah. cutting, and you know, I don't know. I don't know what anybody else could have done more at any other position. Truck, the way he was truck, getting, trucking people for right, two-point conversions right. to make the score the thirty to spinning, sixteen. The way he was spinning out of sacks, and the, when he went to the sideline, did that little dipsy dude trying to get the next yard, holding the ball out. <laughs> yes, I mean <laughs> missing open I mean, receivers. Uh, well, that too. That's part of the mechanic. That had nothing to do with the hang- it all comes with the dinner. Had nothing, uh, nothing to do with the strain. Don't you don't know that Feet, footwork. I we'll mean, get into well, that. No, way. I think it has everything to do with fundamentals. We'll get into We'll get into that limited later. by the strain. Let's it wasn't because the we'll get into the forty million dollar quarterback later. Yeah, let's keep it on. Wow. The, let's keep it on the news of the week. Wow. First. Trust me, uh, we got a whole thing coming up on deck. But um, a, a, a big picture first. Uh, all of a sudden, after their performance this past week, and you're looking at Matt Ryan, Mahomes, Carr, the next three. Uh, what is Atlanta? Four and two in their last six, playing yeah, playing well, much better football. Kansas City, who knows? Vegas on thir- Thursday Thanksgiving. I mean, is you know the, the four games in eighteen days coming off of this one is without Randy Gregory. Don't know when Tank's coming. Maybe in December. We don't know. Does it all of a sudden is you know in one of those little dark clouds maybe? Hovering, if, and, and it's going to be a difficult stretch. If you think that, if you're talking only about them getting like the one seed and having that first round bye in the playoffs, then yeah, that's a, it's a really dark cloud, and you, you probably should go ahead and stop thinking about that. But this, but this team is making the playoffs. I, I mean, they're just in an awful division. It does, Randy can be out for another four or five weeks. Tank can be out for another four or five. It'll all come down to that back end of the season, and those guys will be back for then, and they'll beat the Giants, and they'll beat Washington, and they're going to make the playoffs. But the having the, that chance so that everybody you know looks at the standings like, oh, they could have the one seat overall and get a bye and all that, yeah, yeah th- that, that ships in. Well, maybe it's a little dip, and then they get it geared well, up late and right. find, well, find the streak again. I, I mean— the way they started and, and with the streak, 
people were talking about more than just the playoffs. They were talking about more than the season. They were like, this is that season. That yeah, and it still season. can be that. Well, I, I understand I that. I said they're making the playoffs. I mean, that's what this team was going to be judged on if they were 15 I, and 2. I, I it was know, always going to come down to that. You know how Slep Rock sleep, creeps around here and, and people you get. You do what now? What was that? Slep Rock. You remember Slep Rock? And that one is Slep Rock? You don't know Slep Rock? Another chill reference. Bedrock? Slep Rock. Slep Rock. From, 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 uh. Flintstones? No, from the Peanuts. The, the negative. Oh my God! You never heard of Slip Rock? Mm-mm. Oh, oh Google that. I'm You're talking Charlie Brown? Here? Yes, the peanut Slip Rock. I mean, anyway, Peppermint Patty. Not Peppermint Patty. Not Lucy. <laughs> not. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All righty. Go ahead and finish the, that point. Go ahead, Linus. That, pro, and, and this is a week. First of all, this is a week to week conversation. So I'm just saying, from the feeling of people, cowboy fans, the panic across the nation, whatever else. They got PTSD. They've been excited and led to believe that this is the year before, and then the rug gets pulled out from under. Sure, but none of these guys are lost for the season. I, That's why I'm bringing this up. You're still getting Tank back. You're getting Neville Gallimore back. You're getting Randy back. Like This is a team that, that is still—all of their goals are still there. It's all going to come no, down to what they do in the playoffs. So you might not get the bye. You might have to go play on the road. Like, yeah, that was always going to be part of it, you know? Yes, I know. It but, was never going to be people, easy. Yeah, I know, but people wanted it to be easy. They wanted this road, this this perfect road that Whoa. it looked like. Oh, well, have fun. Well, this must be your first year watching the NFL. They just no, have... not the NFL. I'm talking about <laughs> the from, Cowboys. I'm, I'm talking about from the Cowboys because yeah. things have, have, you know, they've been 13 and 3 before. They've had to see before, and this something just always happens. And, you know, it, it seemed like at, at some point that. The Cowboys have had adversity. We talked about why they, well, we thought this was a special season because they have had adversity before, but things kept turning out okay. No one thought they'd beat Minnesota with uh, Cooper Rush, the quarterback. It turned out okay. No one thought they'd go in and beat the Chargers without Tank and, and without Gregory, and it turned out okay. And, and you know, so. And this will probably turn out okay, too. We'll They'll probably see. win two out of these next three, and, and, and we'll look at it and be right. like, wow, yeah. this well, was fun to talk about. It's but. a big cup of reality, and that's okay. Yeah, and it's a wake-up call. It's probably okay. a needed wake-up call. But, I mean, they don't face anybody. They don't They don't have any more great teams on the schedule, except for maybe Arizona at the end of the season. You know, But, I mean, these next four games you just talked about, like all of them are good. Atlanta is playing well. So that makes them good right now. I think Kansas City has been phenomenal, even though they're not good this year. But I think they're going to be good in Kansas City. I think the Raiders will be a that'll be a good game, and I think the the Saints is going to be that's going to be a good at home. Game that's going to be a there. tough game. It, they're all so, but but they're all winnable. But they're all losable. And like John said, they'll probably be two and two out of that stretch. Maybe three and one. Three and one would be in great shape if you're three and one going. You know, it's after. hard to guess after what we just witnessed Sunday, and we'll do True. that next segment too. But all right, let me ask you guys: uh, in your opinion, who needs to make the biggest impact uh, with Gregory now out? Is it Armstrong, Basham, Golson, or Micah moving back to the edge? <laughs> Number one has to be Micah, and I know he's already done a lot, and so you're kind of sitting there like. How much more can you really ask from him? Well, you got to ask more. So number one has to be Micah there. And then number two is just whoever out of those other three that you mentioned with the Golson and Basham and Armstrong, one of those other players at least, one of them has to step up and play like a good starting quality player. That might happen. It might not. But one of those three has to. Your guess who that one would be? I don't feel great about any of them, but I would say I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards Dorrance Armstrong just okay. because he showed some flashes early in the year uh, before he got hurt that looked like he this might be the year he was putting together that he could be that guy. But some injuries have set him back, so I guess I'll go with him. But I think any one of those three you can put in any any order. 
Well, before we get to that, are, are you saying that that Micah needs to be on rushing from the edge? See, because because I, I don't, I don't think I that don't he either. And, I, that and I've argued all day. I've argued all day with people, and I just I I think what he's doing in the linebacker position is where he needs to be. Uh, so I, you know, you didn't have in week two, you did not have Golston. Um, Dorrance did play. I think he got hurt in the game, but I think they can make it work there on the on the edge. I think what Mike is doing on the outside, and so if I had to guess who the guy would be, I would say maybe Golston. But, yeah, but and I, I certainly and, and I certainly don't. And I yeah, I should say I didn't mean like you know how in some of those games where Mike could just play just edge rusher. I yeah. don't mean that at yeah. all. Don't no. do that. But every once in a while, yeah. just just confuse what yeah, they're work doing. Work fine against Denver. If not it. Mike Clarence, why would McCarthy be so cleverly cryptic about it? With the well, the game's at noon. Don't be late. Uh, I think he said a couple of things because he went back and said, you know, we talked about it and we're not going to do a lot of major changes. So I think they're saying we're not going to make Micah the full-time defensive end. But I do think Micah's the guy. The only guy you can hope for is that you're going to get a rap password from. I mean, come on. Right. You know, uh, I don't think he's going to play the entire game like he did against the Broncos, but it's one obvious passing downs. Put him on the edge. You need him to rush the pass. They don't have anybody that you can count on that can get to the quarterback. And Micah has to be that guy. Uh, I just want to reset one thing. Slep Rock is from the Flintstones. It's a doomy yeah. character where everything bad luck always follows him. That that's, was that's that was meant. very late in the Flintstones. It, that, it was still it was, the it was almost no. after it jumped the shark. But now I know who you mean. Yeah, the other thing about they had the alien too <laughs> that came in. I'm but, just, I'm yeah. just the saying. Other, it was the other thing about Micah is yeah. that uh, posing. <laughs> I, I didn't know I wasn't crazy. Opposing Just get right back on the road there, John. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> opposing offensive coordinators, when they look at teams, when they're game planning, they look for the guys that can wreck games. And Randy can wreck games. Demarcus Lawrence can wreck games. They don't have them. The guy that can wreck this game is Micah Parsons. Yeah. You know? And Which so is it why has I, to be him. Yeah, I think. Bam, bam. Doesn't that have to be? Oh, well, I like it. Let's just. No, no let's not. <laughs> bam, no, bam. Michelle, bam, bam. He's the new Bam, bam. I mean, Michelle always is talking about Flintstones and happy days, and I just want to move on from this stuff. Yeah. Happy yeah. days. Happy days. Hey. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I brought this on myself. <laughs> Man, I remember the happy days. All of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> before so the before happy. the Denver game. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> nobody's days. saying hey. They're going hey is what they're doing. Why did, um, why did I do this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I you know, and again, as you're saying, game wreckers uh, on the edge aren't there, and and I, I bring him up again, Matt Ryan, with that 21 mile per hour, as McCarthy pointed out today. Running back, come on, man, they call him a running back. He. <laughs> Cordero Patterson, who is having a ridiculous year. I think he's been in the league 23 years, and he's finally discovered his talent. Uh, Mahomes and Carr. If you're not wrecking those guys, they can beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. But that's well, just going mean, to be like games like last year where <laughs> you might not enjoy them, but they're going to have to be high-scoring games, you know? And I mean, so, Bridgewater beat him. You know, I mean, he's he's not as good, in my opinion. He's not, sneaky good, though. Well, but not People as, sleep on him, yeah, in my opinion. He's sneaky good. He's sneaky good. Okay. I mean, he's not as good as these next That's three. what I'm saying. He's not as good no. as the, I, I think that the, 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 this is a defense that plays well when the game is close, when the game, when they have to lead, not when they're behind. And this is a team that has playmakers on the outside. And, and, and as much as Diggs was Dion the first six games, you know, we got to stop the penalties. We, gotta, we can't give up yeah, the big play. He's been. Deion figures right now. All right. <laughs> right, you can't get and and they have some players to make plays down the field. They got the tight end. Who's going to cover the tight end? The the future best tight end in football. 
Oh, that'll be Jaron Curse. Curse. I don't know how well it's going to go, but that's who that's who will have that assignment. It's not going to be Micah Parsons. They need Micah Parsons going. No, Micah be yes, right. But well, I'm they, just saying because a lot of people are already making those comparisons because they're friends. They train together in the yeah, offseason, both from Pennsylvania guys and stuff like that. But I don't see in the passing game. You don't want to do that. You no. need a you need a more of a defensive back on on a guy's talent like. That has the talent that Kyle Pitts does. Well, and, and, and with Ridley out, uh, beside Pitts and Patterson, they don't have any other explosive players. No, and, and Russell and, Gage and, and, and is not other, that explosive. And, and, and that's the other thing about Patterson is we talk about Michael Rush from the edge. You might need to run down Patterson from sideline to sideline because that, that's a running back that can yeah. that can, can get go. hit the corner and he can yeah. go. And the Cowboys had problems last week, and they will continue to have problems stopping edge runs. Yeah, and and I'm I'm. Running patterns on the edge until they show me can stop. It. Yeah, and then that's what's kind of surprising that because this team isn't that big on defense. No, they, they, they're they're undersized, but they you know they're, they're quick. I mean, I, again, I I said earlier this week, I wish I knew the stat on this. What's the record for most tackles for loss in a game that you lost? Because I mean, ten tackles for loss is a lot, mm-hmm. and that's I mean they were in the backfield all day long, but yet Denver was able to overcome it because they ran the ball on second down. A lot of it, like Clarence said, off the edge. You would have you just thought the way Layton would be and Micah would be, and these guys could get to the football that you couldn't make those type of plays on the Cowboys, but they have. And so I think that's something. They I, I don't want you guys to get the bends here when we go from the Gregory topic to the next topic, real quick. But it is kind of news of the week. Um, I'm going to try it. Hiru Lahu. Hiru Lahu. Yeah, it sounds. You good. got it. Was I close? Yeah. Um, I mean, if Zerline is out, and he probably will be, this dude has never kicked in the NFL. Mm-mm. Six years in the CFL. So, you know, that that's something that has come up this week. Is How big of a problem might that be? And how might it change? I mean, McCarthy loves to go for every fourth and one or two <laughs> uh, on that side of the field anyway. So maybe we're going to see even more of that with a kicker who nobody trusts. Yeah, and that's what that should be the plan. It should be the plan to score touchdowns every single time you have the ball. This plan for this game, if you look at how Atlanta is against the pass, you should be going out there to throw all over them. You know, Dak out there today seemed like a very, very motivated by how poorly he felt he played. Uh, talked about watching his footwork, things like that, and he just didn't like it from short throws, long throws, whatever. He's highly motivated, and this is the perfect secondary. This is a perfect pass defense to go against. Uh, I don't think that you should be playing a field goal game, and if you do, you're, you're in trouble because their field goal kicker is great. And so uh, I just I, I think this is a game where the Cowboys come out and they finish these drives that they weren't finished. I, th- I think they have the same game plan they do for Denver. I, they're going to be going for it on those fourth downs again. They're gonna, I mean, now the thing is people sit there and talk about, oh, does someone have the blueprint? Somebody has to have the blueprint. You also have to have the players to execute that blueprint that Denver had. I don't know that Atlanta has those players. Well said. I mean, I think I think he's right about that. Um, you know, the, hopefully they score touchdowns. You'll still get to see a 34-yard extra point. You know, you get to see him do that. And, and yeah, the goal is to go out there and, and make kicks. And, and what I wonder is if, if they're sitting on the 36-yard line. You know, with Zerline, they throw him out there 53, 54 yarder. I don't know if they'll do that with Hiralahu. You know, I don't know if they'll they'll try to punt him and uh, punt the ball and, and pin him back there. And you know, I I I don't know. I mean, this is one of those where pregame warmups is going to be heavily watched more so than than in the past. You just want to see what this guy's got, what his leg is. And we're going to skip Clarence on this because I've known him a long time. He doesn't like to talk about kickers. He just he just doesn't even want to bother with kickers. But uh, I'm, I'm with Majota. They're going to. I mean, I don't. The the problem is is that. The fourth and one, fourth and two. There was nothing wrong with those decisions. I didn't like the second one. The I second one the was one. wide open. 
The second was the best one. Doesn't matter. They're on the Dak 20 yard line. Get three Dak points. The, they had a scoreless touchdown. game. Get, if, get if, the field goal. If Dak hits the pass, it's a touchdown. But he didn't. But okay, yeah. he didn't. But, but I mean, it was not a bad decision. I think it was. I think it was too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you disrespected the three points there. How do you know if he was even going to make the kick? Oh, there we go. <laughs> right. We're crystal balling it. Hey, real quick before we get to the break <laughs> and the meats of the hour podcast in the next segment, uh, Michael Gallup. His impact immediately, Nick, will be what? Um, he'll be. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. I don't know what his impact is going to be. I mean, because he's going to be like the fourth or fifth option there in the passing game. I think he's probably going to help them with the deep ball more than what they've had. Um, and we'll see if Dak is ready. You know, ready to to turn it loose and and throw it. But you know, I just if he's not open, he's not getting the ball. And that's what I love about the offense is that they, he's going to throw it to the guy that's open. So just because he's back in doesn't mean he's going to get six, seven, eight targets. Timing's pretty good, right? Because said is a little yeah. Tweaked or yeah. something. Yeah, he hasn't practiced the last yeah. few days. So. so he did throw a lot with Dak after practice. He did. We get to watch it. He looked yeah. pretty good catching the ball. Obviously, he didn't fall on the shoulder. Yeah. But but he he ran fine and looked good. We'll see. Uh, he's the fourth receiver now. Let's be honest about it. Who Gallup? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, Cedric. Cedric, Cedric has shown that he needs to be on the field. That's pretty good fourth be, receiver. Especially being really in the good. slot. <laughs> but but they're going to rotate the guys because we've seen you know them have to use Noah Brown, use some other guys. Uh, last week, CD was not a hundred percent. You know, could Gallup made a difference if he was a hundred percent? Well. You have a chance to see that now. Yeah. Uh, Dak said today that, that Dak and Amari both said today that Michael has made some outstanding catches, some highlight grabs in practice. But that's practice. Like I just find it hard to believe that he's going to just come right back from missing yeah. every game since week one, and there's not going to be some rust, and there's not going to be a little timing stuff there. So it's probably good that yeah, I agree with you guys. He's four right now, but if he gets back to being Michael Gallup, he's he's definitely going to be. All right. Three. Speaking of rust, uh, how much did that play into the performance from number four? Let's get to our second segment. Aaron Gonzalez is in for Chris Beam. Today, we want to thank him in the booth for doing what he does. He's going to take us to a quick break. Uh, how bad uh, some of the topics uh, in that horrible game against Denver from these guys' opinions next? Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. 
There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Media Mash. Back on Media Mash, my name is Steve Dennis, and it is John Mashoda from The Athletic, Nick Eatman from All Cowboys Productions, and Clarence E. Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. All right, let's get into it. I got in a little trouble yesterday with uh, Jory and Slater Jane. They didn't like any negativity at all from old Stevie D yesterday. Uh, You know, I just pointed out that, to me, the Cowboys can't act like they've arrived, and, and they may have shown a bit of arrogance in their performance in this game. I think that's a fair question. Yeah, I think uh, they, it was not they just didn't. the performance, the coaching. Yeah, the, it was I thought, arrogant. To, I mean, like say what you say say about the fourth down, but I thought it was an arrogant way to kind of go out and play. Like we're going to get this first down. Well, we didn't get it. Well, okay, well we'll stop them, and we do. We'll just go do it again, and we'll right. and we didn't. Oh, we didn't get another one. Well, we're going to just beat them eventually, and they didn't. And it was pissing off the Broncos, and it was it was deflated. It the gave them energy. I, something. So I mean, I thought I thought it started. Sorry, I thought it started with arrogance there from the coaching staff. Uh, I, I really like it though. I'll be honest with you. I like that. I like that style. Like thirty to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't cool. work. It didn't work. But I hate. I hate people that like when stuff doesn't work, then they like second. I, I, get it. It, yeah. I like the mindset of it because I feel like that again. Like Mike McCarthy, who's setting the tone for this, knows what this franchise has been, and he knows what he was brought in for. And I think that this entire time. He's been setting the blueprint of what they want the long haul to be. Now, maybe there's some things that came out of that game that maybe he'll tweak and stuff like that, maybe with his approach. But I like the way that he's been building this thing like that. Like, I don't know. I like the aggressiveness. I don't like disagree that. with that. All I would say, though. <laughs> you like there ain't nothing. <laughs> no, but here, here's my phrase. <laughs> it was I fun. Think, it was fun. <laughs> I think that they disrespected the process a bit. And That's when, fair. And, when you di- and I didn't think this team was that kind of a team. I think they're a hungry young team that goes to work. And doesn't worry about other stuff. And I don't think you should disrespect the process. I just think that that's part of the trend now, going for it. I mean, there are coaches that go for it all the time. I mean, I think the Chargers go for it, goes for it all the time. I don't, I don't think it's it's a if you if you into the stats and the analytics guys, they say going for it on fourth and one is the thing to do. You have a better chance of winning, better chance of scoring than kicking field goals. I think it's part of the thought processes now, and especially when you have a team that. Is on a roll. You're feeling good. You know, nothing can stop us, you know. And that's where the Cowboys feel. And I do think they were overconfident. I do think they felt all they need to do is roll the ball out there and, you know, things were going to go well. That's right. part of it. But that's more about them not keeping screws down in practice. Yes. Hey, not, who, who, not the decision not, making in the game. Not they, respecting that, the process. But that happened in practice. That had not do with the fourth and one and fourth and two. They had to do with their mindset in practice. Right. Okay, because if they are taking care of business, they all talked about the well, fact that they felt too good about themselves, they were overconfident. That was more of a problem than the decision maker going for. So forward. where's McCarthy at practice? Is he not there? I'm just saying, but it's his job to know to I, get a pulse of the team. Yes. So I, I'm, the I'm, problem is they got they got away with it because right, they I'm had bad Nick. prices before. I, 
And, I will, and, and, and it turned out okay in game because he's talked about it. He's, we, he's been worried can, about it ever since they won two in a row. Well, I praise the coach. He's talked about it before. I praise the coach all the time. When they're having success, I think he gets a lot of a lot of credit for it, and he should. He's done a really good job turning a lot of this thing around. But I think the way that game was called early on, I put some of that on him uh, early, and then you know if if it happened in practice, then that's on him because the players said it all week. They were like, hey, it wasn't the best practice, what you know, and. Usually you hear it on Wednesday. You don't hear that back on Thursday, you know. And and so it's we, when we really open our eyes and go back and reflect, you can kind of see that this was was going to happen. Maybe not thirty to nothing, and then a blowout. But you could, the writing was on the wall. Okay, you guys were all at the game. I'm sitting there watching it with my spousal unit, and I said to her, I, I guarantee my wife. I guarantee. <laughs> you just can't say that. I guarantee <laughs> the players are going to go. Oh, we needed this. They, we needed a wake up call. Said it. We needed to eat. Home. Humble pie. No, you don't. I agree with McCarthy 100% on that. That's garbage. No, I, you're saying that because you got your ass kicked, no. and now you're going, oh, how are we going to how, how make sense I, of I, this? I guarantee, I guarantee the Patriots, when Did they win 17-0 or whatever, they said we should have we lost during the season. And they would have been different. They felt the ending would have been different. That's They're, not staying in the moment. Garrett told us to stay in the moment, baby. I'm, I'm going I'm back. I'm it happens. <laughs> stay. You can, What's you in can front feel of your that face? way. But, but happens a lot in college basketball. You, it, you see and that football. Team, you that, see that team that loses late and yes. then they kind of get rolling a little bit. Also, but but it, I mean, it goes Having down to here's we're four four. We're all little boys at one point. We probably all got our ass whipped by you know parents or whatever. It probably needed it. Didn't want it at the time, but can come back and say, you know what? I probably needed. That. I agree with that too. I do think it can be a positive. But I knew they were all going to say that. All right, let's break it down into parts here. That's because they said it. Don't make it wrong. Right. Uh, you're right. Um, uh, I'm going to call this uh, be- – now, Mashota gave me the okay on it, but it's either just a bad day at the office, mm-hmm. right? That's what's uh, – it's the NFL, it's just a bad day at the office. Or maybe the boss has his or her eye on you. See, I'm going to th- – those are the two choices. So maybe not just a bad day at the office, maybe some eyes are on you. Uh, that's what I wanted, one or the other. And we got four topics here. And the first one is Dak. And I know the answer to this one. Uh, but I do want to dive into this with you. I mean, uh, I mean, you just go through, speaking of numbers and analytics and all that, I mean, Dak has never had a game this bad. Mm-hmm. He just never has. I mean, this year they were dead last, uh, worst of the year in third down conversion. Start with that. But this will scare you. If you take away the two final drives that McCarthy wanted to see to get something out of it, and I agree with him on that. I think Dak should have been out there, and I think that worked perfectly. But you take those two drives away, the dude was 7 for 22 for 100 yards. I mean, they could do nothing. Now, I'm thinking it was just a day at the office, bad day at the office for Dak. None of us are going to question Dak. Uh, it would take about 12 games like this right. before you question Dak. But do you believe Rust didn't bother him in the opener after 11 months against Tampa? What sense do you guys make out of Dak's performance? I, I think that the difference between Rust and or not having Rust in the opener, he was focused in the opener to prove people wrong. Okay, and that, that goes with that that arrogance, that that self-confident thing. He was focused on open to prove people wrong, and he did that. This game, things have been going well. I and he will talk about it. Maybe it wasn't Russ. Maybe he didn't he, he lost some of the edge because things have been going so well. 
you know, and, and he'd been playing so well that that played a role in, in the, the, some of the fundamentals, some of the things that had gone wrong or or, 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 or the accuracy or, or something like that. So I think there's a difference between, well, he didn't have any problems with the opener with Russ. Why did he have problems here? I don't know if it was Russ. I just think it was a, a combination of things that just snowballed on him. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Matches. I was going to say, I, I really go back to, if you want to take it back to one play, it's that fourth down throw to Cedric Wilson. I mean, and I'm saying that just from watching the game over again, I didn't think it in the moment, but watching the game over again, and then now him after the game, and then him today talking, bringing that, that throw up. And it was early in the game, and it's a throw that he knows in his mind he's never going to miss. And he missed on that throw, and I think he was a little bit pressed and after that, and I don't think his game was on where it normally is. But those numbers you read, though, I also can't put that all on him because, man, there was just some uncharacteristic drops in that game where you just kind of felt like, well, whatever can go wrong can go. It's yeah. going to happen. And he I mean, got greedy because there were times in the game he just started throwing deep when, like, right. dude, there's got to be something underneath. And it was only in the fourth quarter that he started taking the underneath throws and moving the offense. But he got greedy. And, and, a couple Ke- times and Kellen, Kellen has a hand in that, too. Yeah. And he admitted it on Monday. I heard just a couple... Just get the first down, get some momentum. It's like one of those fourth downs we overthrew CD. He could have run for the first down. Mm-hmm. Just build some momentum with the offense, but he tried to get the big play. And I know the big play was there, but sometimes just you know, let's get a little bit at a time. But and, and it wasn't just him. You usually don't say this from the defense. The defense was pressing. You know, they were they were trying to get the ball out and stripping, and mm-hmm. and and next and thing tackle, you know, there's fourteen more the yards. Tackle, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, the, the reason for me, I I, don't, I never really liked those stats of seven for twenty two for hundred yards until this or that because it is a four quarter game, and so the reason why. I'll say bad day at the office because I do think that those last two drives probably helped. I'd rather them be there than just him getting pulled and Rush comes in and who knows what happens. And you certainly don't want Rush to do that. I, I agree you know? 100%. But, but, but I'm just saying. He's not going to do that. Well, he part, well he might have because because he, he is kind of dink and dunk. I mean that's and I'm he, not even talking about him as much as the fact that like Denver just wasn't playing the same way. Sure, but people would have judged it from afar as yeah, like, like well he could he could oh, up and down the field. Yeah. No. What about well, if they were taking Dak out? They also would have taken Zeke out. Hold on, and they probably scored the two cool. touchdowns. Malik. I know, but 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 Zeke was still on the field late in the game. Why are you hitting Amari? Why you hitting Amari? Was like Amari and I'm, well, he's not. I mean, this, is a, this is a deep receiving card. I mean, he would Amari, be number three on some. Amari and CD were still on the field yeah, on the last I mean, two drives as good. well. Hey, so is Zach. So is, yeah. So I yeah. think someone's got. But let's go back. I, I in hindsight, yes, it was good to get some build some momentum and, and and get that taste out of your mouth. But it's hypocritical. And I'm with Jerry. You cannot be talking about Dak's health and worrying about the long-term I, I future of Dak's health uh, let me in argue this season. That. Can I argue that? One like, week ago, and then leave him at the end of a blowout no. when you have no chance it's of winning. Not the same and thing. And he's running the ball. It's, it is very much the same you thing. You never go if to he gets hurt chill, running, If chill. he gets hurt running the two-point conversion, how are you going to feel? Look, Nick, let me do this. You've been following the NFL for 24 years. Doesn't happen in the NFL. You don't go to the bullpen in the NFL if you're it down. It wasn't the bullpen. The game was over. If Just a quarterback, back up. if a quarterback is in the game, he finishes the game. That's not true. We've it seen, is I've, absolutely true. I've seen true. Dak pull it in the blowout. I've before. seen starting quarterbacks take a knee when they're down thirty-seven. And at I've the seen, end of the I've game. seen them put the backup in when the game is over. It, you don't, you and don't, Jason has done that before. You don't do that to Dak. That means he's quitting on his team. If they're he out there, quit on his team if the he's game. out there, if they're it's, out there, he's out there. Take them all That's out. That's the you rule take the of the NFL. Out and you move on. All right, we got to move on. Let's get to the next topic. Uh, the Take offensive line. I mean, Taron Steele allowed eight pressures. That's three more than Tyron all year. 
at left tackle. Um, got handled by a rookie. He's a Buckeye. Um, Zach didn't play great for him. Um, is that a bad day at the office with this reconfiguration of the line? If Tyron's going to be out, or does the boss have his or her eye on this situation? No, this is not a bad day at the office. This is this is a an offensive line that is not a great line anymore. Not right now. It has great linemen, and when they're healthy, they make it better. Tyron has been playing great when he's healthy. And it, you know, what day of the week is that? I mean, it hasn't happened a lot. Zach Martin has had a great year for the most part, but but I mean, I I think they've got average players at center guard and right now Lyle Collins isn't even playing I don't think to to the level that we've seen from him and Terrence Steele when he's a backup that he's not as good so far on the right side so I think you add it all up you know when 40 percent of your line is is really good the other 60 percent is average at best it's not it's not such a great that sounds very problematic it is a problem, and, but I do think they they'll be better. Not they I won't be too. considerably better, but the fact that a second game from Terrence Steele, like I mean, no, it's easy to it's easy to hate on Terrence Steele because he didn't play well in that game. But like, there's really good like Hall of Fame level offensive tackles, offensive guards that you move them from, from one p- position to the other in one week. They're not going to be that great all of a sudden after you getting used to playing one. It's not like playing receiver on the right side and then receiver on the left. That's that's a difficult move to make. I think a second game there, a f- second full week, and then I also think that Lyle now being back in. There, I think he'll get a little bit more of the rust knocked off. But to Nick's, Nick, hit it. I mean, that you're, I couldn't sum it up any better than that. Well, it's by not the what way, it, this is not the offensive line that the Cowboys had. One of the most underappreciated jobs on an NFL roster to me is the swing tackle. That's what they have to be able to do. You have to be ready to do it. If you're right, a swing yeah. tackle, chill. I Bad mean, day at the office, or the boss I, has the eye out on this. On the team, what offensive line? Oh, offensive line. line. Oh, I, I think that the, the offensive line is not special. This is not a dominant line anymore. Not, you know, certainly you take Tyra Smith out, and you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a step down. And, and Lyle Collins is not playing like Lyle Collins of two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you know, and he did in the, first, in the opener. You know, against Tampa, and and so camp, yeah. you know he did in the training camp. He wasn't the dominant player we saw two years ago. But I would say this: the offensive line was not the reason they lost. It was not the reason Dak missed passes. It wasn't the reason Amari Cooper dropped passes. All right, well, it didn't help. Oh, it didn't help, but it wasn't. I mean, everybody's killing Terrence Steele, but his pressures were not the reason why this offense bogged down throughout that game for most of that game. He was also out there at the end. You know, when Dak was making plays. So, you you know, uh, as we talk about that momentum. And he did play better toward the end. But there were, it was a bad day at the offense all around for everybody. Yeah. All right. Not just the offensive let, line. Let me get Not to the Mike nuts Carson. of it real quick on the offensive line. Then we'll Mike, switch Michael to the Carson next Michael had good numbers. But he was part of that defense that gave up rushes. I mean, we wanted – he had good tackles, but he gave – he was part of them, them breaking tackles toward the end of that game. All right. Uh, if Tyron's going to be in and out. Is this offensive line going to keep this team from winning a Super Bowl or even winning two playoff games? I mean, is it that big of a problem? Are they good enough to do what we may think this team can do? If- yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to, to answer first on that one. But it, even though that question's kind of, a, you know, is out there, it's, it's, it's like a loaded question. But, yeah, 
It, it, it will be. Because think about the playoffs. Think about those games like that. Think about what happens when you don't score. You get down there and you waste opportunities because your offensive line can't run the ball and, and get the first down on third and goal or fourth and goal. You settle for field goals and you lose. So ultimately, yeah, I think it could be. If they would have lost to New England and it got close, you go back to those fourth downs where they just couldn't push it for one yard. I think the offensive line is going to be the difference on this team. I, but I, I think that in the question was if Tyron Smith's out. I think that's why you're holding him out. You're trying to get him healthy. I said it last week. I don't know. If we, were we on here? But we talked about it. Should have got served. I mean, right. get that thing cleaned up. You want him so ready he, when it so matters. Yeah, we're yeah, ready when it matters because we're going and, to the playoffs. It's going to hold him back in the playoffs. Let's get the thing healthy nah, I'm, now. I'm with you on that. All right, next topic, Trayvon Diggs. He gives up 81 yards in this game, 64 air yards. Um we, we all have enjoyed the excitement of Trayvon Diggs, but in coverage, bad day at the office, we've seen a little bit of this from him, or boss has the eyes on it. No, I mean, I think it's this is how a guy falls to the second round, because there are some parts of his game. He's got some holes in his in his game, but the highs are very high, and so you take the good with the bad. Like, anybody that really thought he was Deion Sanders, then yeah, okay, then yeah, you're going to be very disappointed by this. But he's still a really good corner. He's still an elite level Pro Bowl caliber corner. He's going to have some bad days at the office, but when the good is there, it's it's elite good. And so, yeah, I mean, I think he's already exceeded. That's pretty strong. Michelle is coming pretty strong. Yeah, that's good. Even if, even if he doesn't uh, you know, keep up this pace, which nobody should have thought he was going to keep up this pace of, of interceptions per week. He still is exceeding anything anybody should have expected from him. So, yeah, there's going to be bad days in the office. This league is loaded with great receivers and great quarterbacks. So he's going to have bad days. I don't think it's something that you got to panic about. I mean, he's still the best player on, on their, in their defensive back. I can't help but to think, guys, and, and don't throw something at me. I'm going to throw it at you. But this is the way I think. Okay, the interceptions are wonderful. They matter. But... Byron Jones was consistently good in no, coverage. No, I'll take Byron. I'll take, you know, he just wasn't giving up 84 yards. I'll take Trayvon Diggs over that all day long. And the reason why, this defense is so much better when it gets those takeaways. Not having any takeaways these last two weeks has okay. hurt that yeah, defense big time. Yeah, we're talking about this time. defense. They yeah, need yeah, yeah. those takeaways. We're talking They're, about this defense. Okay, See, Byron on Jones certain teams, not... I completely agree with you. On certain teams, I think Byron I Jones like would be— I like a corner that can cover. And I think that everybody has a different <laughs> preference on what you would like in that. Right. I personally think with the way this team's constructed, with the way their offense is, I want the guy that's taking the ball and, away. And, and he can cover. I mean, sometimes the other team makes a play. So they get paid, too. That's true. That, that first touchdown, if you go back and look at that— that was a beautiful yeah, pass. Beautiful pass. It was dropped in the bucket. Yeah. Good route. And that's, really, too. A good and, route and that's why Bridgewater is sneaky. Right. Good. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That was a beautiful pass. I watched it on NFL films. They put some out there. Just watching that slow mo. You know, those NFL films do, do a great job. But that just was a beautiful pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Final topic, uh, and we've only got a few minutes here before we got to take our second break. Uh, the, the run defense. Here we go again with this. Bad day at the office. Horrible day at the office. 190 yards. Come on. Uh, I didn't think Denver's only averaging 100 yards a game with this duo that has been struggling, Gordon and Javanta, uh, and all of a sudden, bam, against the Cowboys. This, to me, has to be a little something more than just a bad day at the office. No, it is. It's, what was the other one? It was the bad day, or what was the other one? Or the boss has his eyes no, on. The boss has the eyes on. I mean, this run defense is problem. Yeah, it was. Be- it's better than it was last year. I mean, not that that's saying much, but no, there's some there's some issues there that they have to again with the way this team's constructed on offense. They, I mean, I hate to to say that you just have to do it this way. They have to get leads early so that teams have to throw because if it gets into a game where another team gets a lead and can just run downhill and run 
like Nick mentioned on the outside on this team, man, it, it, it's rough. I don't I don't think this was just a bad day at the office. And this is where you miss Demarcus Lawrence because you can say what you want about the sacks last few years. He right. was You're he exactly was a force. Right. On the edge, four stopping the run. You saw him in the opener. He was great, you know, knocking the ball out. You know, you miss that type of mentality. That's what Randy White used to you always know. tell me on the pregame yeah. show that I did with him was you got to hold the edge. Yeah. That is number one. You got to hold it. And so you miss that with, with Demarcus Lawrence, and hopefully you're going to get that back. But yeah, this, this, I mean, they don't have a lot of big guys in the middle of that defense. They don't have a lot of big guys up front, and, and they could get run over, and that's what they did, and that's what you worry about them getting run over again. So we're talking about, Nick, we're talking about a, Mediocre offensive line if Tyron's not in there and a mediocre defensive line. All of a sudden, what are we talking We're about? Talking about losing the war in the trenches is what you're talking about, and that's what happens in any level. That's why six A football doesn't play one A football because they would get dominated in the trenches, big boys, and that's the problem. I think this this defense. It was a weird game on defensive line, like we said, ten tackles for loss. They were getting up the field. Osa Digizua, I think, is going to be a really good player. He's he he's already a good player. Uh, he's fast. He's quick. Micah Parsons. Saying thing but sometimes that speed can can go against you um you know and i think maybe that that's what happened you get a little aggressive you get out of your lane you're getting you're trying to make all these plays and they ended up you know gashing them so i think they got to be more disciplined uh than that it, it, this defense was was a you know do you want do you want someone to go out and get three home runs and three strikeouts or do you want them to be singles hitters and walks and be yeah. a little bit more and, and that's it's a feast or famine type of defense it looks like right now and I, the trenches look a lot better when you have Tyron Smith out there Neville Gallimore Randy Gregory Demarcus Lawrence these are guys that are on the roster are coming back this yeah. year so your hope is that you maybe during this time a Chauncey Golston comes along and, and develops a little bit more in Osa so that you have them on top of these other guys coming back and then you're hitting on all cylinders and you in can't January. I can't wait to see it can't wait to see right. them all out there and it may happen right when you need it to happen. But I think in general, overall, it was a bad day at the office for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, But it's okay if you're the boss to have your eye on this or that. Uh, as we kind of mash it up a little bit. Uh, I I believe this is, (laughs) I said this yesterday, I was amazed at how the Minnesota Vikings had no energy against the Cowboys. And I I feel like the Cowboys caught a bug in Minneapolis, a, a lethargy bug or something, because the Vikings came with nothing. No energy, nothing. And the Cowboys looked just like them in this game after they took advantage of it in the previous game. But it happens. All right, let's get to... A couple of big news items across the league next. And Matt Ryan against Dan Quinn. Who gets the advantage there after their six years together in Atlanta? You're listening to Media Mash. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Thank you, Cowboys Nation, for listening, listening to Media Mash. i got to make sure I get this right. In the SWBC podcast studio, Steve Dennis, John Mishota, Nick Eatman, Clarence E. Hill Jr. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes left here. Uh on this Thursday, I want to talk about Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn, six years together in Atlanta. Matt Ryan had a wonderful news conference in front of the media in Atlanta talking about Dan. He loves him. He says there's very few human beings better than Dan Quinn. And then he got into the nuts of it uh, that Quinn has knowledge, quote, quote his, has knowledge of my skill set for sure. And then he said, yeah, but there's some guys on that defense that I have some knowledge about too. Um, in those terms, who gets the advantage here? Is it Quinn playing Ryan or Ryan playing Keanu and KZ? It's it's Quinn versus Quinn has the advantage, and the reason why is like even Matt said in that in that press conference that you know he mentioned Keanu Neal, or I think he might have been asked about him specifically, and he even says Keanu Neal was not is not playing the same position that he was playing in Atlanta. This is something completely new. He was being he was a safety in Atlanta. That that's who Matt Ryan was seeing in practice. This linebacker role is something different. And then even with Keanu Neal and Demonte Casey, that still leaves nine other defenders out there. There's a lot more difference there. Whereas. I feel like Dan Quinn is going to know Matt Ryan so well that there's going to be little things that he's going to know that, hey, do this. This throws him off his game a little bit. And I'm not saying he's going to shut him out. I mean, he's Matt Ryan. He's a really good quarterback. But I think he's going to have little things that he knows that they're going to do that just makes him a little bit more uncomfortable. I think the advantage actually goes to Matt Ryan um, because, you know, he's talking about the other people that he knows, and he could easily, you could say, well, he's talking about KZ or talking about Keanu Neal. He's he probably talking about Quinn as well. I mean, he's seen this practice. He's, I mean, he's seen this in practice. He's seen the way he likes to, to, to play. Now, he does, you know, trick it up a little bit. He doesn't just play like one one way, one style. But I think he, he's, a, he's a student of the game, and I think that, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a good chess match, but I think they both have advantages. But I, I think Matt Ryan has some advantages too, just knowing the style that that Dan Quinn likes to play. Clarence, you with us here? Yes, I'm with you. Oh, what's going on on Twitter? It's your, it's your turn, yeah. Clarence. What's happening? I'm Swiping, sorry, right? I had a is message. there a Flintstone tweet we need to know about? <laughs> Odell, is he? Had a message from my office. It's okay. I got a job. Oh, 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 the office is on. Bad day. The office or is the office watching <laughs> you? Is the boss watching <laughs> oh, you? We know what that is. Message from the office. But, but I like your point, Nick. <laughs> Seriously, I'm kind of on your side uh, on this because when he came from Seattle, he's the defensive guru. And Matt, these quarterbacks, when they've got a lot of years in the league and they're good, that's what they 
can do. They pay attention to what defenses and how to beat them. And that's not a Matt Ryan thing. That's a, that's a veteran quarterback. I understand. Thing. This but, isn't the same Dan, Dan Quinn that was Quinn, in Atlanta. No, He's but, doing different things on he, defense than he was I, doing then. But tendencies. He comes into Atlanta, completely switches their defense. Matt Ryan's paying attention to all that. He knows what Dan Quinn gets comfortable with, what he wants to do, what he may do here and there. I think the advantage is Matt Ryan. No, the advantage is Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn knows Matt Ryan better than Matt Ryan knows Dan Quinn. Because, number one, Dan Quinn bases his defense on his personnel. He has different personnel in Seattle. He has different personnel in Atlanta. I mean, the one thing that the Cowboys talk about, you talk to some of the players, that he matches his schemes to what his players do best. You know, Are you and, saying Marinelli didn't? No, not as, not as well as Dan Quinn no, does not, it. No, it was just and a so, joke. Go ahead. And, and so, you know, and, and if we talk about a defense guru in Seattle, yeah, I could be a guru too if I had this, the Legion of Boom. You know, and he's a great I defense don't know coordinator. If you could have. He's a great defense coordinator, but he has the special players. You know, and some Hall of Fame type players I think uh, on on that Seattle defense. Come on, Nick. I think that's short sighted a little bit, though. No, I, yeah, that's a weird look. He's, but he's no. allowed to say that. <laughs> no, no, short sighted. Th- I think it is because what you're saying is is that is that Matt Ryan. <laughs> no, because it's like well, Dan Quinn's got different personnel than, than he had before. I mean, when it, when Atlanta when he had Atlanta, I mean, who was the tight end? There wasn't a tight end like Kyle Pitts. There wasn't yeah, this Julio. There wasn't this Tony oh, Gonzalez. I, exactly. Not, not three years ago. Four, no, I, no, Tony goes back. Tony goes back. Okay, what does that, what does that eight mean? Eight years ago? You, you're saying that Dan Quinn doesn't have the same personnel here as he had then, and Matt Ryan's playing with a kick returner who's turned into an offensive playmaker, and a, and the best receiver now is a tight end. I mean, I would everyone's say that, doing things I, different. I, I, yes, yeah. but I would say that Dan Quinn knows with Matt Ryan, the quarterback, what he likes to do, what he's more comfortable with. Throws the tight, that he likes, throws he likes best. Than, than Matt Ryan on Dan Quinn with different personnel because it's not about Dan Quinn. It's about who he got. This is about Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan, I don't care what the offense is, what he does best is what he does best, period. I'm with Nick because I don't think Dan Quinn was paying that much of attention to Lies. what Matt Lies. Ryan was doing. Stop. He was worried about his defense. Well, maybe Matt, oh, people said, people in Atlanta will argue that that wasn't the case that at all, be, that they're very critical of the way their defense said, played. Matt Ryan's not taking – And they didn't have special players on that defense No, again. but in practice he knows what the defense is doing – and and what Quinn is calling well, against him. The in biggest practice. factor in Good all this. Questions, the biggest Steve. factor in all this is that Randy Gregory's not playing. That really hurts yeah, what, what, what Dan Quinn can do. And, I mean, and, it's limiting him big time. Hey, let's not rule out that Matt Ryan was the offensive player of the week in the NFC. He's last still week. a good player. He's I'm not playing saying, yeah, really absolutely. well. Uh, all right, uh, Cordero Patterson or Kyle Pitts. Which one is scarier in this game? Chill, you first. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, prototypical tight end. Kyle Pitts, the one Jerry Jones salivated over. Kyle Pitts. Let's go with Kyle Pitts. Can we get those oh, shields we get the back here? Oh, really? hey, you were looking down earlier when they were yelling at each other. Like Some spittle came out of his mouth and like landed like, right over here. Oh, oh no. You know, we, we've you been know talking to tight end is? all year. I'm talking about special tight end. That's a special title. You know what? The, He's he, got to produce. Here's the sad part. If he would have said Cordell Patterson, it would have been the same thing. <laughs> so, either way. Pitts. Oh, Pitts. Pitts. Oh, we, we got Clarence's rather flamboyant answer. <laughs> Kyle Nick Spitz. Eatman. You, which one? Patterson or 
pitch. You know, all these conversations. Like, Wait, it's not other, your turn. Conversations. So we're still going back to the tight end question. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> you and I have arguments that are 20 years old we keep coming uh, back to. You know, honestly, I, I think Patterson, actually. I do, too. Uh, because, oh, man, we, we just we're we're disagree. On the same We're just like-minded today. Other than wearing that hat. It's but, a good-looking um, yeah, hat. I don't know. What kind of hat? I'm, I'm bothered by that hat. There's a lot going on in that hat. This is a golf event at Glen Eagles Country Club. The North-South is a big event, and I'm a Northie. See, it's the North against oh, that, the South. Is that what it North is? locker room, South okay. locker room. And we just Ill. won the cup. The North just won the cup Friday and Saturday last week. Back to you, Nick. I go I go with Cordell Patterson. Uh, just because he, he's just such a unique type of, of matchup. And, you know, where's he going to be? Where's he going to play? And the same Now, you can say the same about Pitts because he's a tight end that's really more of a receiver and all that. Um would, they don't have a lot of other firepower. I, I think Diggs might might have to travel a little bit with with him, um, and then I wonder how good he he'll be in that in that type of setting. Patterson, though, just cause such a unique player, the nuances there. I, that one kind of worries me. More. Okay, and real quick, Michelle, before you answer, how did it take people so long to get this out of Cordero Patterson? He's been in the league forever, and yeah. he is a monster. Yeah, I, I don't have the answer for that, but he is the pick on here because of what we talked about earlier with the run defense. We talked about earlier about the edge getting on the edge and, and what problems you can cause there. Uh, the sloppy tackling. This is a guy that if you have sloppy tackles against, it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, and then the only other thing is that uh, Dan Quinn took over as head coach of the Falcons in 2015. Uh, Tony Gonzalez played his last game in Atlanta in 2013. 2013. Okay. So. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, well, you're I, said, I said eight years ago. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I knew. Uh, I'm sorry. That was a shot on oh, here. Oh, sorry, sorry. God, man. It's called a subtweet right there. Yes, yes, Nick. <laughs> let's give let's give Patterson some some credit with that too of developing his game and not just saying I'm going to be Josh Cribbs, I'm going to be Devin Hester, I'm yeah. going to be this badass returner. He he's he's developed it as well. He's developed his skills. He kept going. He he, he kept being a receiver. He's an aggressive returner. But he but you know and they also kind of figured it out. So I don't think it's just this coach that you know I think I put a lot of it on Patterson. They were for, doing yeah. some of it in Minnesota. And to your point though, but it is so rare though. It's but rare. Rarely, if you don't but, see it early on, but they yeah. didn't, but the they didn't know how to use him. As well, because he was came in as a receiver. Well, Vic Van. No, he was a return guy. He was a return. But guy. his position was receiver. He should have gone to Denver. Okay, Devin Hester's position was receiver too. Yeah, but what I'm saying is though, what I'm saying is now he's a running back. I mean, and, and which is crazy. I mean, he wears an eighty. They got to switch that in fantasy. That's a joke. <laughs> um, all right, let me ask you this because th- th- these are important, I believe, and we're going to start with the latest news because it may affect the Cowboys a little bit more. Um. OBJ to the Rams. Now, I know you and I are on a bit of different sides on this. I think he will be more effective with the Rams than Deshaun Jackson was, but I don't think Beckham is the player he was. He's been a non-factor the last two years. But still, the Rams, I mean, they're not messing around. They're doing whatever they can, right? I mean, I like the message that they're sending. I do think that they're... As good as he is and can be, and and I do believe he still has tread left on the tire, he also can be a guy that tears apart your team a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, there are a lot of antics that go on with him that if you're, like, before Odell Beckham, whatever, five hours ago, I still thought the Rams were, you're were going to have to go through them to get yeah. to the Super Bowl. So you add him in there, it's like, but, I don't know how much you really necessarily need him, but I do like the idea of where they're going with the way if, they've built this team. Like, they're all in on this. If Van Jefferson gets two catches for six yards in the game you know, this week, that's probably not a headline. 
if Odell Beckham gets two mm. catches for six yards, it it could be, and he could be the reason that it is a headline. So you're right about that. But I I. I I mean, Cooper Cup was already have two thousand yards. Pat, every, I mean, it's been it's he's un, phenomenal. It's, it's unreal what yeah. they're doing. So if he if and he, Robert Woods is phenomenal he's, too. Yeah, they, but so. I'll say this: I don't believe there will be drama because I don't think Sean. Well, we've never we've never not seen it with him. But I don't think Sean McVay cares, and I don't think Matt Stafford cares. Those are two personalities that will not play into the drama. Do if the, things are going well, they won't. Do the Cowboys play the Rams in twenty twenty four? 2025. I mean, they they probably will because if so, because they're going to be like two and two and fifteen back, you know, in about four years <laughs> because they're, <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're no not drafting chance. anybody. Yeah, this is this is a this is they're all going in. at it. Yeah. I mean, in their is, new stadium. And yeah. I think if they, I think if their entire front office was sitting here, they would tell you the exact same yeah. thing. They're like, no, we expect that to happen. Yeah. We expect it to. We've fall got off the we've got aces, and we are going all in, yeah. and we're just going to tell you we're going the all Super in. Bowl in their own stadium. Yeah, it worked last year. Didn't we well. just see yeah. that? Um, all right, the other one. Cam Newton is back. I know you're excited about this, Chill. You've always loved Cam Newton, and why not? Uh, he's a superlative player when he's healthy. Matt Rule called him with Darnold going to IR, and, you know, that team's four and five. They've got some ability, yeah. and decent defense. Cam Newton could get that team right into the playoff mix. Yeah. They they needed a shot in the arm there. I mean they they were playing well early in the season and you know I think you know I don't know if the Cowboys exposed them or whatever. I mean, it'd be, they they beat them pretty good in that game. They, and they, then, did they provide the blueprint? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. okay. the blueprint. I mean McCarthy said this is how you play them. You know? Oh right, right. So I just everybody else just hasn't been playing them right. Right. Is Fangio mm. okay? I mean, did he break his arm, patting himself on the yeah, back? Yeah, no kidding. He... I like McCarthy's line on that, by the way. But I will say this. <laughs> I have been bragging about how it is so nice to have a coaching advantage with this team. It's been a while, and the coaches got beat. They got beat. They yeah. got beat in this Denver game. Comment about Cam? No comment about Cam. Well, he's standing up. He's, he's coming in I mean, high. I mean, just think about it. They cut Cam. They, they traded for Sam Donald. They're trying. <laughs> They're they bring, trying. They've they got should, no future they at the position. Kept Cam. Yeah. They could have kept Cam. And the thing about it is, I do believe if Cam was quarterback all year, they maybe have a winning record. They maybe have a better record and better chance of making the playoffs than they are right now. I'm just sitting here and we haven't yeah, even seen him play. I'm going to go ahead and it's say it's going to be awful. I'm just amazed at all the teams He's that passed on Justin Bradford Fields in awful. the draft. He's been awful. Okay. I mean, if you want a future, I mean, they've got no future at the quarterback. They're just grabbing. Oh, okay, the Jets don't want Darnold. Let's try him. They might do it again this offseason with Deshaun man. Watson. These teams got to go find their guy in the draft and commit to it. Uh, that's what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. He got a pick right. Yeah, not that's easier right. said than it's, done. It's not, yeah, <laughs> you got a pick right. I mean, go, you, go grab one in this year's draft and because build you around can make the same case about the Jets. I yeah. mean, with Darnold, they I mean, keep drafting a high yeah. quarterback. I know, they, they had Mike White all along. But your point about <laughs> the Rams' future, I feel that way about Carolina's. They got no future until they. Until, Until they get Deshaun Watson this offseason? No. Get a young quarterback. What that, are you, Deshaun really? is not old? Oh, my God. 28? He's not old. He played through his 40, Brad. 20, is 28 right? 28? I, I, he's I not he's, old. I think he's 26. Seems a little old for him. He's Maybe 26. Yeah. He was on that Clemson team that beat our ass. Uh, let's see. Can what you year, say that? What year was he that? He did. Yeah. He said it. This is his second. <laughs> A-bomb? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, First that's not even a bad word anymore, is it? Deshaun Watson. Know, is, the bottom line is Deshaun Watson's not old. Tell him say you need to go. Get, when you get one of the top five quarterbacks in the game, go get him well, and make it work. He, turn, right. he turned 26 last month. Didn't they just get huh? We're Cam talking Newton? about Watson. Not I know Cam. Watson. You got him as top five quarterback in the league? 
when he's when, when all, he's none of that other crap before, I'm talking about right now playing before five. he got yeah Deshaun Watson's special quarterback I don't I don't know all right I want to hear really? from you before we go I, all I, three I, of I, you you can't go four twelve you, you guys have other shows to do and other things to talk about right. but I won't talk to you again real quick uh, they're gonna get it all right with Atlanta yes. you Cowboys win 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 be better. All beat down. Beat down? Yeah, they yes. better. Yeah, they, they will beat. They will beat. They their better. Ass. Oh, I've been, I've been saying oh. it all week. This is going to be. You a beat watch down. your mouth, young I'm man. I'm sorry. They're going to beat them down. <laughs> I, I think Dak has five five passing touchdowns in this. That's game. a lot oh, of nice. points. Chill. You 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 agree? <laughs> Historically, Dak following a loss, 18 wins, nine losses, uh, 40 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. You know, I would like to say this. Uh, of all the things swirling around, including the Gregory injury, which sucks, um, Dak is the answer. If you believe in the answer, the yeah. answer is Dak. So just keep waiting to see what he does because when you've yeah. got that elite quarterback, which these other teams are searching and searching for, that's the difference. Um, and hey, I, if you need a, a late watermelon kick, this is the team to do it against. That's true. <laughs> that's but right. you don't have Zerline. Yeah. Say say his name kid. again. You say it so quickly. Hiralahu. Oh, my God. You practiced. Yes. Yes. You had to go over yeah. and over it's it again. Job. That's a good done. effort. Good I effort. Just figured out how to spell Zerline. Hey, fellas. Thanks for letting me talk <laughs> Cowboys you, football you. Which one is first? with you. you again. Aaron Gonzalez. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> you. Thanks to Aaron Gonzalez back there behind the wall doing what he did. Thank you, guys. Uh, enjoy the game home again against Atlanta on Sunday. We'll be back with Media Mash next Wednesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!